0: Michael Maxworthy rejoins us. Maxie, long time no speak. Good morning. Yes, <laughs> it's been a while. About Luke. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can
1: I can tell you things are starting to warm up here. We're just waiting for the fields to come through for Doombin on Saturday. There's a fair bit of uh, New South Wales interest as well in the meeting. I see where uh, Chrysior holds an entry for the Vaux Road Plate, but mm. is also in a Gosford tomorrow in the Guineas from Gate 10. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what Chris does there. And this amazing eagle, um, you saw his trial there and his debut run. Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexiov entered amazing eagle for our two-year-old race at Doombin on Saturday, hoping, obviously, to win, to get enough prize money to get him into the, uh, the big race in two and a half weeks' time.
0: Yeah, that slow start was costly for him uh, on debut. I, yeah. I thought his effort was still quite good and based on what he did at the trials um i think he's certainly got the ability to contest a race like that and at least be competitive um it's just like you said maxi getting that prize money up so Mm. they may well go that way with him uh, up there on the weekend
1: yeah he he was super in in that trial we know but and we also we all know the trials are run at different tempos to races and in the trial, he jumped in front, nothing had his speed. He just cruised along under his own steam. Looked great, great action. Everything was spot on time and and everything. And so he expected more at his first start. But um, that that first start, as you say, things didn't go right from the start, had slightly awkward gait, he hesitated, he was back last. And Ode from the Waterhouse bot stable knew exactly what to do, bounced quickly, cross lead. And after about two, two fifty meters Anode sort of put the brakes on. Um, an amazing eagle was just given a little bit of a dig out of the gates to try and get a little bit closer. When the pace slackened, he over-raced for a while, and, and then it was a dash up the running there where Anode raced away from him. But he still found the line okay, I thought. I know he was short, and we expected more, but I think there, there were plenty of forgives there for him. He's currently $17, Luke, for the Magic Millions. He's got to get into the field first, but should he... Should he win on Saturday at Doom and it look impressive, obviously his price is going to shorten up a bit.
0: Let's talk about the magic millions and the market has changed overnight. Uh, Stormboy yeah. is now three dollars. He is now on his own at the head of betting. Uh, as favorite. Three dollars Stormboy. Straight charge is a 350 chance, tab Highness at eight, spywire at eight, Arabian Summer at 13, and that horse we've just spoken about. Amazing eagle. He sits there at $17. So interesting that the market has changed. I'm not sure if that's through weight of money or if that is just a market adjustment or, or what mm. the story is there. But yeah, Storm that's boy, That's favours. the point. That's a very good point. What is it? Is it the money or has
1: Storm Boyd taken a trim? Since the, uh, the form analysts have been able to crunch the numbers on their respective wins last Saturday... Saturday night they went three fifty each of two and that was still freely available on Sunday I remember but like you I've had a look now and uh, Stormboy into three dollars where a straight charge stayed at three dollars fifty and um, both from the uh, Waterhouse Bot Stable both like to jump and run we saw Stormboy have to overcome a bit of an awkward situation because he he's a big strapping colt this fellow and. He was a bit awkward out of the gates. I saw the head on and he sort of crouched down and appeared to brush both sides of the stalls. So I think Adam said in his post-race interview with Bernie, he described it as he scrambling out of the gates. And then plan A was obviously to lead, but he just couldn't quite do that. He didn't want to rush him around that first turn. And uh, so he, he overcame... A few little problems early, you know um, used up a little bit covering a little bit of ground before he got his spot, and I loved his last 200 metres when he balanced up and he moved away from the opposition it wasn't a strong renewal of the BJ McLaughlin, but everything was there his time was very good he was a second slower than Zarastro, but that's unfair, but his time compared with Bazik, who won a good quality Class 3 a little bit later was very good, half a second quicker than her, and he's Split final 600 metres was the same as her, so um, they probably had a look at everything. And, and Luke, the fact that he's here, they've left him up here, he's based at, um, at Chris Munster's stables, and now he just tapers off and just waits for the next two and a half weeks.
0: Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Uh, that's interesting uh, that he, he is staying up there. And just on his physical presence, um, were you there, and, and did you see him in the flesh on Saturday? Yeah, I
1: did, and he had two attendants with him, leading him around, but, well, that worked because he didn't appear to need them. He was just um, taking it all in beautifully, and he is a big, big horse, uh, big strapping guy, and I believe the other fellow um, straight charge is a little bit more sleek. I actually had a look at their videos when they were sold at the Magic Millions 12 months ago. Um, They are different types. I've got to say... I really do like that straight charge. Luke, I love his trials. Now, his trials were run more like races. Like, they, they really asked him for the supreme effort um, and, and he, every time they asked him to pick up the bit he did, and even on his debut in the breeders, and that's, that's always a really good guide to our magic mediums, the breeders, and he was just touched off, a little freshen up, and, and again the other day, um, you know, he, he did everything right from the front and up the ante nicely and He's, possibly after last Saturday, I sort of thought, now which one would I like to take home? <laughs> From the point of view of the mm-hmm. Magic Bees, I actually felt um, I'd like to be with straight charge. Yes. Um, but the market's saying otherwise at the moment.
0: Mm. Well, I wonder what he cost as a yearling, uh, straight charge. I don't know he, off, off the top of my head, but he, he wouldn't have been cheap if he went through a sale. Yeah,
1: he um, he was... Uh, he was about 260 from memory and the other fellow was about 460 Storm Boy. Right. Uh, but as I said, just looking at pictures of them, I haven't seen straight charge in the flesh, but Stormboy, you can see why he would have been a very attractive looking horse 12 months ago and they obviously picked back then that he was going to develop into a lovely big horse. So he's certainly done the job Stormboy, hasn't he, with his two starts uh, two pretty cruisy victories and he's earned his status as um, top billing for the Magic Middens. But it's a good race. The Wild Magic Middens, we saw Highness pick up Spywire. What did you make of that, Luke?
0: I thought it was interesting. Uh, Spywire was being ridden very confidently, and um, he he did pull up one out of five lame. Uh, He was ambushed late by Highness, who who I thought was very good. The figures aren't anything out of this world, but Mm -hmm. I was impressed with his win at Rose Hill, uh, on that seven-metre rail where he led and won nicely. So I oh, certainly am not prepared to write a spy wire off, off just uh, one defeat. I think the, the stable uh, freaks getting them to, to peak on uh, the main day. So look forward to seeing him there. And, yeah, Highness, he, he showed the the ability to come from behind. Uh, They're at Wyong and win. So, look, I think the Waterhouse Bott horses are a cut above based on what we've seen. But who's to say Hines couldn't find a couple of lengths uh, yeah. now off that run and, and head to the Gold Coast and, and run really well, Maxie?
1: Well, he improved a lot from the breeders, didn't he? He had that trial mm. and he was really strong late at Wyom. But on the turn, it was all about spy wire. Uh, he, missed home, a yeah. Run, yeah, mm. he missed a run in the field and ready up here. They said he, he his blood wasn't... They weren't happy with uh, uh, the blood they took to travel him up here. And so he turned up a few days later there at once. I just wonder, he's obviously a cult spy wire, and I just wonder whether, you know, he clocked off himself the horse a little bit, whether he was genuine that last 100 metres, and it all happened really quickly. So you're right, they are genius when they've got to have their horses... Right on the day, so he's one that I'll be I'll be watching very closely. Spy Wire and
0: mm. um, just thinking that maybe we didn't see him at his best there at Wild. No, in contrast, the three-year-old guineas is a, a much different market. Eight dollars, about four runners. I spoke to David Fowler yesterday. He wanted to make a pretty good case for Show Me Mercy. He's got time for that horse.
1: Yeah, I can see why. I'm I'm the same, and we'll get a chance to see him again on. Saturday, Luke, as he heads towards the Guineas because he, um, he'll he be in the Vaux Road plate over the 1350. And I thought his effort, he he raced pretty much rock hard, fit horses in the gold edition, but he had had a, um, a freshen up and he hadn't raced for a little while. And I think there's a lot more improvement in particular from him coming out of that gold edition, show me mercy. He wasn't beaten far. And he could you swear the 1350 of Saturday is going to be perfect, and probably a high pressure 1400 at the coast even better. He's a lovely horse. Always thought that he had a little bit of little bit of X factor about him, and um, he's coming along nicely. So I just hope that he draws a, a decent gate. It'll be interesting to see where the all comes. Chilly Philly won't. She won well at um, Ranwick yesterday. So I think that that race on Saturday is going to fall away a little bit, and if he draws well. I think he'll be the warm favourite for that race, the Bow Road, show me mercy.
0: Mm. Zoophoria is among the nominations there too. That filly, uh, I know Adrian and, and Gay, keen to see her up there on the Gold Coast um, if if it all comes to to plan. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, the Sydney flavour, of course, we know that um, it, it can certainly play a part. Uh, a lot of Sydney horses that are trained down here, they target the Gold Coast. It, I guess walks hand-in-hand, hand, doesn't it? Uh, trainers want to be there to showcase what they can do. Uh, if you win a race um, over, over the course of Magic Millions, uh, the owners just might reinvest in a yearling for you.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Carnival, Magic Millions Carnival, is taking on a new look seemingly every year. It just keeps on evolving. And we've got these two divisions of the debut, uh, one for the Phillies, over a thousand meters uh, all first starters and they've got to qualify by winning a trial um, it, it's tricky um, i'm not sure what the qualifying heats are in sydney but i do know there have been a lot more uh, sydney trials for the trainers there with magic million runners to qualify their horses for the debut and also the other division is for the colts and geldings they're only starting 10 i believe in each but the noms are massive for both of them, Luke, so it'll be very interesting to see the final compilation of those two races. Um, all first starters will have some trial form there to sift through, so that's going to be interesting. We're going to have 11 races. And then the following year, uh, there'll be a, a six-race card in 12 months' time on the Friday night, and I think it might be a 10 or nine or ten-race card on the Saturday, Magic Millions Day itself. And there's going to be a slot race. This all started the slot races with the Everest, didn't it? Mm. And it's just taken off extraordinarily right across the length and breadth of the country. I think we'll have one in Adelaide soon and we'll have one in the Northern Territory. Um, they're popular. We've got one here um, coming up on New Year's Day, the King of the Mountain. But apparently that Gold Coast one is going to obviously be for Magic Mid in three-year-olds. So it'll be interesting to get, to get further information on how that slot race is going to work. But that's that's 12 months
0: away. Beautiful, mate. Um, By the way, I spoke to Matt Dunn this morning. Uh, He's going to run Emperor up there on the weekend. He's going to have a a lightweight, 52.5, at true weight in that benchmark 78. Um, Check him out when you're doing the form. I think he's a pretty handy horse, Emperor.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've I've been one of his fans. Um, He had a few little issues as a two-year-old, but he had a good spell. He's come back in terrific order. A total forget-last start. That that was hard to watch, but... um, yeah, he's, he's had a few trips up and down the highway, but if he's, there's another good run in him on Saturday and he draws a gate, I'm like you. I, I've got a lot of time for him. So, yeah, can't wait to see uh, the final fields for Derment on Saturday.
0: Mate, thanks for your time. Um, looking forward to seeing all this good racing filter through over the weekend. Uh, you've obviously got a busy day there today with Eagle Farm on. Um, hopefully a few winners.
1: Yeah, that, that's all we ask for, a few winners. Good on you, Luke. We'll talk soon.